listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks, an NFL podcast presented by Apollo Media, all Houston, all original. I am one of your hosts for the day, Taylor Jackson, writer and contributor for Apollo Media. You can find me on all the socials at Lil Bro Taylor, and I am rejoined by my co-host, Bruce Castellon. And Bruce, let's just dive into it. You're on top of the world, aren't you? Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> The uh, most impressive win of the entire Week 11 schedule. The Houston Texans beat the NFL's leading team, Tennessee Titans, 22-13 to to improve to 2-8 and eight in the losing streak. Uh, Bruce, just go off. Go off, King. First and foremost, before I get into the Texans, uh, the Tennessee Titans are fraudulent. I don't know what they're doing. They suck. But nonetheless, four let – let me reiterate this. <clears throat> four interceptions thrown by one Ryan Tannehill. It was music to my ears. I have never been so happy. There's few things that make me happy in life, right? And watching the Texans beat, beat none other than the Houston Oilers themselves, it, 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 it brings joy to my heart ah. knowing that these – fraudulent franchise went to Tennessee and somehow I don't know why people are still upset here in Houston like why like we suck enough right right and here we are one in a yeah nostalgia whatever but they still want the Oilers to be somehow a part of like Houston history even though they left but nonetheless the Texans win 22-13 the offense was awful <laughs> they, I, they still don't know what they're doing but you let Rex Burkhead run the ball 18 times. Yes, sir. For 40 yards for an average of 2.2 yards. There's no reason the Texans should have won this game. I'll be honest, but God damn it. I'm happy. You're saying, but you can flip the script on, on, on the same premise and say that's four interceptions forced by that Lovey Smith defense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lovey Smith called the game of his life. He had Ryan Tannehill looking at ghost. He, Schemed extremely well. It, it was impressive throughout. But I guess the biggest takeaway is that that offense, the, the Texans offense is not good. 190 total yards, 107 passing yards, 83 rushing yards, and 3.1 yards per play. There's no reason they should have won this game. But King, I'm glad they did. King had himself one hell of a game. Oh, my goodness, did he ever. And even yeah. though in, in, in the midst of a shit season, in the midst of, uh, you know, there's there's really not a good, lot of good takeaways to take from this from this 2021 season. If you're a Houston Texans fan, this is this has got to feel good, right? I mean, oh, this am amazing. Oh this, my god! It, even they're they're not gonna cha- they're not gonna get the number one overall pick. The Lions aren't winning a goddamn game this season, I don't think. And they might be the greatest zero and nine and one <laughs> team in history. But goddamn it, I like winning. I just, I know that's that's not allowed here in Houston especially now that they're quote unquote tanking, but nope, I like winning and beating the Titans is a special one. Well, here's the thing. Y'all, 
the Houston Texans aren't even last in their respective division anymore. It, ain't it beautiful? F- football, I know they're, uh, they they say the romance in, in, in uh, baseball, but God damn it, fewer things are better than your, fo- your favorite football team winning. I agree. I haven't uh, experienced that joy in a few weeks. <laughs> um, ah, imagine not winning. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give this to you. All right, I I <laughs> you're not gonna have many of them. Oh uh, no, absolutely not. But yeah, the the defense absolutely was the catalyst to this game. Like you said, the offense couldn't do a damn thing, but still found a way to move down the field. Tennessee wasn't helping themselves with the penalties, but at the same time, you got Tyrod Taylor running it in there for two tutties. <laughs> and they took one away from the Texans too. That was a goddamn touchdown by Nico Collins. That's two touchdowns that they take away from him that are in spectacular fashion, an amazing catch, and they take it away by some BS that he stepped out in the semantics, right? But God damn it, Nico looks good, man. The officiating across the league has been horrendous this year. Uh, really, really focusing on the roughing the passer penalties that I, I know you want to protect your quarterbacks, okay? I know they're your money makers. Those are the star of the league. If you breathe on somebody, it's a fucking, it's a roughing the passer. And you saw this. even the, look at them the wrong way, man. It's I, crazy. You saw this in the Saints game. Uh, an, an interception in the back of the end zone was called back because a fingernail touched the QB uh, uh, a split second after the fucking play. It, it's, it's getting ridiculous, and they're going to have to come together and figure out something here because it's getting to a point where it's not fun to watch here here's a question for you do you think it's on purpose what do you mean they're like they're intentionally not calling obvious things or they're intentionally calling things to make it interesting to like create controversy i mean because we don't they don't even know how to what a catch is i mean how long has the league been around that we don't know what a catch is yeah i mean i agree with you i mean and then i mean usually i always think that that premise is an overreaction. I don't think games are fixed or anything, but at the same time, they've done a pretty good job at evening the league this year. Like, who's the favorite now? Who's the favorite? Especially with uh, Buffalo losing the way they did, they, they, dude. I don't know. Buffalo lost. Green Bay lost. You have the Titans losing. And the Patriots. Do Bill Belichick... This is yeah. This is probably just all Bill pulling the strings behind the curtain. Oh my goodness! Is it? Oh, he put on his Jedi hood and just like is controlling everything now. I mean, granted the Falcons suck, but man, let's dive into that game. Patriots beat up on the Falcons, twenty-five to zero, improved to the number one seed in the AFC East. Uh, Billy Bill keeping it rolling. Mac Jones having a phenomenal season, probably the offensive rookie of the year think so that there's no other question everybody said that he was going to be the most nfl ready and you know we we took that with a grain of salt and it took him you know two three weeks to really get there but the combination of getting a alabama quarterback that knows how to read a defense and pairing him up with bill belichick the greatest mastermind in nfl history are do we are we just gonna see another tom brady on our hands here Oh, not good Lord. They, they ran the league for a majority of my life. I, I'm not trying to see that again. Because his arm strength to me and his accuracy looks better than, uh, I wouldn't say prime Brady, but young Brady. 
Oh yeah, that, I think that's it's on par. I, I don't think that's a stretch. And it's not he he. That's the craziest thing. He's not. He doesn't have like crazy attributes, but somehow all put together, he's he's pretty good at what he does. And boy, did he go to the right team. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. If if to be successful in New England, you don't have to be electric. And nope. I think that's another reason why Cam Newton didn't really work out out there is because that's that's his play style. That's what he's used to. He's used to yeah. being the catalyst. Yeah, and surrounding it, like the, the rookie QBs, Trevor Lawrence looks horrible. Justin Fields went down this week. Uh, Davis, the Nick Mills, is probably done. I, I don't think they're going to play him anymore. They're just going to ride Tyrod till the wheels fall off eventually. It's, it's, this is a weak draft, dude. And the next one's not going to be great either. Uh, from, from, a, from a quarterback standpoint. Oh, cool. quarterback. Exactly. But, man, ew. Really, at the top of their divisions, the, the only team that really took care of business was the Ravens, and they beat the Bears by three. They uh, starred a gentleman named Tyler Huntley. Yeah, that was, yeah. 219, one interception. I mean, it was an ugly game, but Andy they, Dalton, they, you know. Yeah, this is this is what this is what me and Des we had Des on the on the pod last week. This is what we were talking about being a major problem in the NFL this year is none of the quarterbacks seem to be able to stay healthy. Yeah, dude, and I, and I guess that's why they're doing the roughing the passer as soft as they as they are. But they're I don't know, man. I don't really know what's the answer because so yeah, it's that it's trying to find that yin and the yang. But even though it seems like they're tilting way too far, yeah. In that other direction, you still have none of these guys being able to stay on the field. It's crazy. It's, and there's mostly soft tissue stuff, too. And there's, I mean, there's really nothing you can do about that other than like nutrition and like, and like rehabbing properly and like taking care of your body and such. But it's crazy, dude. Do you think this, this could be a product of just people being soft in the offseason, not being that hard nosed shit that we've seen for decades and decades? I, I think so. It has a, a little bit of that. I'm not sure uh, how completely true it, it may be or may not be, but I think so because uh, all we heard from back then, these dudes never used to get hurt as much as much as they did. What? How? How long has Brady gone without yeah. being injured? I was just about to say you never saw Breeze, Brady, Manning. You know, you never saw these guys just being I mean, in brittle la- as a cracker. Yeah, the late in their latter years, they started falling, breaking apart a little bit, but. Dude, almost none of them had like recurring injuries, like Andrew Luck. It it was it's I don't know that's crazy, it's crazy. To it's think a, it's, it's, a, it's a thought. Think. It's a thought to have out there. I mean, I I obviously none of us really truly know what the answer is, but we're here to speculate. One thousand percent. And that said, the greatest game of this week was the Vikings and goddamn Packers. Oh, I boy, know. was that a barn burner! Oh my goodness. Before we move on, shout out to. Bears fans out there it's currently on a five game losing streak but yeah Packers Vikings was a barn burner dude Cousins comes to play against Aaron Rodgers I, I don't know if anyone saw me tweet that but he when Aaron Rodgers on the opposite side of the field Cousins comes to play he may not always win but god damn it he's there this is kind of what we've said with uh Kirk Cousins all year though he he He's a guy that will win you games and he's a guy that will lose you games the opposite of a Tyrod Taylor or a Teddy Bridgewater like he, he's on or he's off. He's looking dumb as hell out there or electric. And this week he went out there, was electric, put the hurt on the Green Bay Packers, knocked them down a notch. And it just continues to add to this. Who is even good in the NFL this year? Dude, it's been, 
I'm sure this is uh what is this recency bias, but this has been like the most back and forth kind of kind of season. I feel like there's no clear cut favorite because I mean we can just move on from there. The Colts beat up on the Bills, the Bills team that everybody was saying was going to come out of the AFC, 41 to 15. They are now sitting at second place in their division. The Bills, if they don't get their shit together, is going to be looking at some issues coming up at the end of the season here. Yeah, Bills lost me some money this week. I don't don't like them too much today. but We're actually going to have B-Mize on next week. Apollo, contributor, huge Bills fan. He's going to be helping us recap that Saints-Bills Thursday night Thanksgiving game. But... I mean, yeah, like what the what the hell's happening in upstate New York? I can't even tell you, dude, because I mean, Josh Allen, is he kind of like in the Kirk Cousins plane to where like he's when he's good, he's great. But when he's not, boy, does he like not do great? Yeah, it, it almost seems like he tries to overcompensate a lot of times. He, he's, yeah, got yeah, yeah. That, he's got that cannon for an arm and he thinks that bails him out. And we've seen over the past few years it that stat or that that feat bail out a lot of quarterbacks, but I don't know. I don't know with him. It it, it it's well, back and, and forth. And Jonathan, then if you had Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy, five team. touchdowns. Holy shit! Good lord, Jesus! And this this is the Bills defense everybody's raving about. Like it is yeah, so. I know it is so weak by week. One eighty five, thirty two carries, bro. Jesus, five touchdowns. That is crazy. That that's like that uh, Alvin Kamara. Christmas Day stats just went nuts. It was insane to watch him carry the rock. And he's so is Jonathan Taylor top five back in the league? Ooh. Ah, ah. I think he is. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he, all he goodness. does is produce. It's literally all he does. He's not afraid to lower the shoulder. He's great in the flats. Great obviously. In space. It's just it's just a good yeah. Oh. No, I, I think so. Obviously. Obviously, injuries bearing moving yeah, forward, yeah. but I think that's a guy you got to be looking at early in your fantasy draft next year. And uh, this throwing, I've seen some conversations about it. You think he's a an MVP consideration? It's so hard to give a running back an MVP, though. Yeah, like, the, yeah. It's really, it's really just a quarterback award at this point, isn't it? Absolutely. And with that being said, I I still think Justin Herbert wins MVP. Um, we'll get to that. Speaking of Herbert, you you want to go ahead and go with the Chargers game? Let's, oh, let's do it, dude. Ah. Ben Roethlisberger somehow he awakes from the dead and occasionally does well, but man, Justin Herbert, he's making me look, he's making me look nice. Deontay Johnson is one hell of a fucking receiver, dude. There's a lot of good receivers now. I, I I'm trying to run it off in my head. Yeah, there's a lot of good receivers. I mean, Deontay Quality Johnson, receivers. he he's a guy that. You know, you give him a foot on the sideline, and he's going to make that play. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Najee Harris, 12 carries, 39 yards, but got a touchdown on it. Just hold home. It was it it was, it was, was a, a fun game. It was a fun it, game. It, Justin Herbert going 30 for 41, 382, three touchdowns. Also ran for 90 yards. I, I didn't know he had that field vision to be running like that. Like he's Me neither. Got, he's got the size. It was almost like he saw it immediately. Like if that first option wasn't there, he was lowering the shoulder, getting to the middle of the field, getting that slide down. 
And he doesn't look awkward doing it. I don't know That's, if you remember Brock Osweiler running yes. down the field. He looked like a giraffe. Yeah, he doesn't look like that. Keenan Allen was balling out along with Mike Williams. Austin Eckler, sheesh. I mean, it, or just a red zone menace. But the Chargers, Man. the Chargers sitting here. And even though the Chargers did go ahead and win, they're still not at the top of the division because the Chiefs took care of business once again. Amen. I think they found it. <laughs> I I was st- because of how wide open it is, the Chiefs can easily make their way back in a Super Bowl contention. And they took care of a great Dallas Cowboy team. This was like the most competitive, non-competitive game I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like, yeah. It was close. The but names it wasn't were that there. Close. Absolutely. The names were there. Dallas was missing most of its firepower on the outside with Mari Cooper out on the COVID reserve list and CD Lamb going down in the middle of the game. So you're really your wide receiver one at that point is Michael Gallup. But yeah. at the same time, there's a Chiefs defense that isn't really all that great. It wasn't. Dak Man, was terrible. Thought, Dak was I thought, horrendous. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I felt like he could have done more, but ah, man, the Chiefs, man. I, these assholes. I <laughs> they're good, dude. Tyree Just Kill and Tice is it should be illegal. <laughs> and what that does, what that does is open up that middle of the field. And if you go one-on-one Kelsey in the middle of the field, it's Kelsey every time who wins that battle. And you almost have to pick your poison because there's no way you can double both. Yeah, you absolutely can't. I mean, just you don't have enough men on the field. Yeah, exactly. But go Harmon can't hold on to a damn ball, though. He's a great returner. He is fast. He can get open. But Jesus Christ, his hands are broken. <laughs> oh, man. Saints lose again. Um, this time a little less heartbreaking. I don't know. You didn't break my heart in the last two minutes. The line oh, yeah, opened man. up, the line opened up at Saints plus three and a half. And I thought that was almost disrespectful. And the Eagles blew that out of the water. Like, yeah. So uh-huh. uh, Eagles front office. What they're saying here in Philly is that Jalen Hurts is the clear QB1, QB of the future. I think I agree with him. Me too. I mean, he's going to eventually have to throw it. They're going to, they're going to, there's like all running quarterbacks that, that come into the league. He's going to eventually have to throw in the pocket. But until then, he's running on He's running on everyone. Absolutely. And if you look back at his days in Alabama, he's got the arm strength. He can make shit happen. And that was against SEC to SEC DBs who essentially make up 50% of all the DBs in the NFL. And make the Saints the Aints. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Simeon, three TDs, two picks. We, we're just dealing with nothing on the outside. We don't have a wide receiver one. Alvin Kamara is out. We have uh, Michael Thomas out for the rest of the year. Marquise Callaway and Traquan Smith are really our, our one and two receivers. And if you asked 90% of NFL fans who those two people were at the beginning of the season, neither they wouldn't know. You think they start punting it? No, because it's just not in their nature. It's definitely not in Sean Payton's nature. He's going to fight for every single week, which, you know, I applaud. I like that culture. I think the cap for this team, though, is a first or second round playoff exit this year. Well, I'm excited because the more they keep losing, the more that Texans pick looks great. So, (laughs) yeah, keep it up. (laughs) 
And again, bro, they barely throwing Bradley Roby out there. What like he, he doing? <laughs> he comes in and nickel. He comes in in nickel formations and just kind of he'll he'll come down in the flats during uh you know like third and longs and stuff. But he's not a main component of that Saints secondary. So it's Whatever. weird. It's strange. Like whenever you, I I think it's always strange whenever you give up a lot in a trade and don't play him. <laughs> yeah, you don't fucking play him. Kind of a nothing game. Uh, Dolphins beat the Jets 24-17. I guess welcome back, Jameson Crowder. I guess. I, I don't really know what to say about this game. Tua was mid. They did have him throw it 33 times, 27 for 33. Um, but that's a New York Jets secondary that is just atrocious. Their team as a whole is yeah. Not the greatest. And, I mean, Joe Flacco didn't do horrible. I know. The return of Joe Flacco is the elite. Oh, my goodness gracious. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was he ever – he went nuts for one playoff run, and it led to the ring. But other than that, I mean – Even that, the defense won them those games. Yeah. Uh, while, while we're just brazing through stuff, Jaguars lose the Niners 10 to 30. Are, are we going to have the conversation yet, or are we going to wait to like his next season? Of who, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, you have to get somebody competent in there before you can do anything. Like I, I'm saying as a as a coaching staff, he was he was set up to fail from the very beginning. I mean, Deshaun made Bill O'Brien look like an amazing head coach and a, a great. The, what is the saying? The cream always rises to the top. I mean, the best will be the best regardless. I guess, but look at look look what's look at that offensive line. Look at the weapons he has on the outside. Nobody starts a single Jaguar on their fantasy team. Let's just say that. Nor should they. <laughs> so he's got nothing to work with there. He's running from his life. And you bring up the Deshaun comparison. They're I mean, not the same. They're not, they're not the same QB. Deshaun, Deshaun is able to scramble outside the pocket. Where Trevor's value really comes is sitting in that pocket, having four to five seconds to let a play develop, and then putting it on a dot. He hasn't really been able to do that all season because of not only the play calling, but the weapons he has around him. All right, I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give it two, but two more it, seasons. We'll see. But yeah, next season will be a big one for him. His sophomore season will allow us to see a lot more of what the future of Trevor Lawrence Looks like Browns beat the Lions, which everybody's done this year. Everybody's beat the Lions by, like, less than seven points. They're the unluckiest team I've ever seen. I mean, they get punched like no other, and that is that is a joke at the what happened at the, the, the Detroit Pistons game that LeBron elbowed homeboy. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Did yeah. you see the slow-mo? He totally fucking geared up. Oh, on purpose, 1,000%. He was, My goodness. Buddy was right to be livid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like like them or like him, they got beat up too. And the Detroit Lions lose again. If there's a DeAndre silver lining. Swift, yeah, I was just DeAndre. about to say, if there's a silver lining here, DeAndre Swift is one hell of a running back. Okay, who's, who's one or two? Taylor or Swift? Taylor. In your fantasy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Better team, right? Yeah. yeah. You got to look at the O-line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to look at that O-line, but. DeAndre Swift, I mean, has been showing a great amount of promise this year. Uh, average 9.7 a carry with a touchdown and 136 yards. That's a, that's a pretty damn good day. Yeah, that'll play. TJ Hawkinson 
pretty damn good tight end as well. In my in my eyes, I would put him in a top 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 ten, maybe top eight of the NFL and tight ends. They're not awful. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're barely losing football games. I guess they just need a quarterback. <laughs> a what? good one, I should say. <laughs> Tim Tim Boyle doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I didn't even know who that was. But yeah, yeah, I think so. And another shit week from Baker Mayfield. He got bailed out from just from playing against the Lions. 15 for 29, one touchdown, two interceptions. If he didn't have Nick Chubb just running the rock down everybody's throats, I don't know if they win this game. I don't think they do either. But Jarvis, Jarvis Landry goes out with another injury. And man, he can't stay healthy. Save his <sighs> life. So they lose Odell to drama. I guess you'd chalk it up to. And now Landry goes down. When will the Browns ever find that spark of luck? Never. They don't deserve it. They live in Cleveland. Do you rather live in Cleveland or Detroit? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, give me Detroit just for, for Eminem, I guess. The, the matchups <laughs> of cities nobody wants to fucking live in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of shocks, Colt McCoy doing the damn thing, Danny. I know. I know. This man is balling. Yeah. And Russell Wilson against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. That's right. Cardinals beat the Seahawks 23-13. Colt McCoy, 35 for 44, 328 two touchdowns. They let this man throw 44 times. 44 times. What the hell is that? James Conner also had a really good game. You You don't really see it all on the stat line, but the blocks this man was laying down was giving Colt all day in that pocket. Is, is Nuke going to come back? DeAndre Hopkins? I, I'm not, I haven't been keeping up some, too much with the injuries. He will be back by playoffs. Oh, 1000%. He'll be and back by playoffs. That's one. And, and especially if they keep winning like this, good Lord, they, who, they can rest all they want to. And I actually don't know who the hell the Cardinals GM is, but he, the Zach Ertz deal is looking mighty fine for him now. Just like a smooth plug and play, dude. A sp- Hasn't missed absolutely dominates the middle of the field, allows the outside to open up. You get that Christian Kirk, uh, AJ Green kind of combo going out there. Rondell Moore, though, 11 receptions. How about that? Just p- just picking you apart. <laughs> Imagine that, man. Good Lord. <laughs> so the Cardinals, the Cardinals move on to 9-2. and two. Seahawks fall to 3-7. and seven. Russell Wilson, uh, Westbrook, we all, we do that every single week. Russell Wilson, right. 14 for 26, 207, zero and zero on the TD INT. I, I, I don't, dude. I don't know why they brought him back. I, they should have, yeah, or maybe, just or at up. least given him some extra weight. I guess you can't take that competitive nature out of a champion like Russell Wilson. I'm yeah, sure, but you got to save him from himself. That's yeah. That's what the coaching staff is there for to save you from yeah. yourself. Cause these are ballers. These are dudes, warriors. Oh, 1000%. Like, exactly. No, you got to save him from himself. I mean, and I, he didn't do awful. I no. think Tyler Lockett had himself a game, 115, rece- uh, 115 yards on four receptions, just bombing it down the field. He's one of, for how small he is, it's crazy how much confidence everybody or just anybody that watched football, how much confidence you have whenever the ball's up in the air, a go get it. Tyler Lockett's just going to position himself in a place to catch it. And fun little nugget. Uh, the Texans were actually going to take him before the Seahawks traded up and took him. Were they really? Yeah. 
breaks my heart every time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, imagine that. Probably oh, the best man. day in Tyler Lockett's life. Right. Oh, my God. Saved his life full of misery. <laughs> and so we hit on the NFC South a little bit earlier with the Saints losing. Bucks are playing right now. They're playing the Giants. Um, I don't have. And it's the, tied. Is it tied? Yeah, 10-10. Well, Panthers lose to the football team, so they don't gain any traction on the Saints there. Saints still sit at number two. Football teams wins 27-1, improved to 4-6. Panthers over to 5-6. and six. Taylor Heineke, three touchdowns on the day. Former Texans great Tyler Heineke with the three, three TDs. Scary Terry looking good out there. Antonio Gibson shoving it down people's throats. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, though, had himself a day, too. The engine that makes it go. And Cam didn't do horrible either. No, 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 no. And I do like that they've fully committed to Cam as the guy. I think that's the right. I think that's the right move in Carolina. As they should. It's been cool. It's been cool watching Cam go back. You can see the smile in his face again. He's playing, having fun. But, yeah, no, it's it's a bad loss <laughs> against the football team. It's not great. It's not great. But I always wonder when you bring a quarterback in midseason, even though this is – I mean, this isn't the same Panthers team that Cam used to play for. It's not It's not a plug-and-play kind of deal. He's got to learn this entire new system. And he hasn't done bad. He has, he's fared pretty good. He's been doing all right. I think, I think he's, I think he's the best option for them next year too. Yeah. I would bring him back 1000%, but you can't like, they're not even out of the race this year. Nobody's out of the race this year. The Bengals beat the Raiders 32, 13. Your, your, uh, your weekly update that I hate Deshaun Watson. I think I, I still think they get a King's ransom form in the off season. Oh yeah. 1000%. And I can't wait. Oh, he's going to, they're going to fleece some team. And I can't wait. Speaking of fleecing the Bengals, Beat up on the Raiders. Joe Burrow they didn't do the greatest, but Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I know, man. How about a resurgence here for Joe Mixon? Right? But eh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow worrying me a little bit, a little bit. So the biggest thing I noticed from this game is because I've been I've been watching Jamar Chase all year. They are giving high safety help to him now, and he's not been nearly as explosive since. Yeah, that's usually what you do with with big time receivers. That's what they did with DeAndre Hopkins for many many years until um, until Will Fuller came in, so he can bust the top uh, over the top. But yeah, no, he's yeah they got to get him some help. <laughs> uh, Tyler Boyd's not going to cut it. Yeah, no, he's not going to do it. And I think I think the Bengals. If you're the Bengals, that's not where you got to spend your money. You got to spend your money on the O line. Yeah, no, get get Joe Burrow all the help in the world. They'll they'll get their shots. Uh, as long as Joe Burrow hits, because Jamar is going to get his. You just uh, got to hope Joe sees him and he hits him. On the other side of the ball, Dan Waller went off once again. Waller the baller. 116, man. 116 yards. Not bad on seven receptions. I like how they're splitting the carries between Jacobs and Drake there. Because Kenyon Drake, if you remember, what was it, three years ago, was one of the most electric runners in the NFL. And He's running the top up in, in Miami, correct? Yeah. And yeah, kind of fell off a little bit, but I've always thought with true runners like that, because he's not really a scat back, but he's not, he's just one of those true runners. I've always thought that they can always make a bounce back. And boy, has he. He's been doing well. He's been doing well. I, I, I think that's going to be essential for this Raiders team moving forward in a division that is still up in the air. That's Everything's crazy, up in the air. Everything's what, up in the it's, air. It's literally week 11 and we still don't know what's going on yet. 
which is insane. We usually have a pretty good pick of what the hell's going on by now. Yeah, and I, I got nothing for you. Even the AFC South, it's like, it's everything still up for grabs. We were talking last week. I mean, I think at this point, my favorite to come out of the AFC is the Patriots. Yeah, go go with the money, and I'd never doubt Bill. Bet on the house. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's two people I don't bet against: Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and yeah, I I I think it's going to be the Patriots. I would. I mean, I I can see the Ravens winning in a playoff game, but I can also see them just getting outmatched. Bill Belichick is going to do his voodoo magic, his whatever he does to keep winning this long and still look the same he did as t- 20 years ago. And But and, it, it's the craziest thing. And then now the game plan on the Bills has already been kind of scripted. You keep, you keep the ball within a 10-yard box of where it snapped and you pick them apart piece by piece by piece by piece. Whether you're running up the middle, throwing a little out route in the flats, maybe a slant route. They look good on the outside and with the high safeties, but outside of that, they're they're not very dominant inside the box. They're not they're not terrible, but they're not dominant. Yeah, they nickel and dime you to death. I, I think that's the game plan against the Bills moving forward. And then, what do you really say about the Packers at this point? I mean, I still think they're coming out of the NFC. I think once you get Ryan the Cardinals, or you say yeah. the NFC? No, really, yeah. I, I think they're I think they're coming out over the Cardinals. I think it also has to do with when Kyler's coming back. It, it, it's such a weird season. It's so it weird. Is. Yeah, I dude, it's it's exciting because we, you, this is probably one of the few seasons where we don't know what the hell's going on or what could happen week to week. You could pull two names out of a hat, and as long as it wasn't the Jets, Jags, Texans, or Lions, they could win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, dude, because remember, we were raving about the, the goddamn Rams, how they were just running off everything. Absolutely. And, and now look, the Cardinals are ripping off everything. It's It's been wild. It's weird. It's kind of- what do you think? We haven't got a chance to talk OBJ. What do you think about that setting out there? Because this man has been running wrong routes left and right. He washed? Are we there yet? No, no. I, I just, I don't know. I just think he's not learning this playbook very quickly. And he's he's living in Los Angeles too. Yeah, yeah that's that's not, not gonna be he's <laughs> it's gonna be a problem watching Odell live out his dreams of being a superstar in LA. And then I, I think it's gonna be the same the same thing. He's gonna bitch and moan once he starts playing like shit again, and he's gonna go yeah. through the whole thing again. Maybe, maybe in LA there's some some leaders like a Jalen Ramsey, a uh Vaughn Miller. Maybe there's some guys out there and a Matthew Stafford. Like may, maybe these guys, they're going to keep him, keep him in line. But I don't know. That's a big personality. And I'm never a guy that says like, oh, you should just, you know, buckle down. Like I, I like seeing personality, but at some point. Yeah. If it's if a play, affecting your play. I mean, yeah. If your on, play's man. not backing it up, you have nothing to really, really yeah, yeah, go yeah. for. No, no, and that was just annoying at that point. Like, all right, bro, let's, let's do something here. So none of us know what the hell's happening in nope. the season. We are coming up on what I think is the most fun regular season week of the year, the Thanksgiving week. week. Three Thursday night games. I, I previewed this at the end of uh, last episode because I got my fucking weeks mixed up. Bears-Lions starting off at 1130 
if the Lions want to get a win, it's right now. Yeah, and I hope so because, uh, yeah, for drafting purposes for the Texans. But, yep. Dude, the Texans might win next week. Oh, my God, they're playing the Jets. Oh, no, this is bad. Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, Cowboys are going to try to get things back on track against the Raiders. If the Cowboys lose to this Raiders team on Thanksgiving, then there's a whole new batch of questions we're going to have to start asking ourselves, which is just the fucking brand for this year. And I hope it does happen just because I like watching Cowboys fans live in misery. (laughs) And then Saints Bills to wrap it up. Hopefully my Saints can beat up on the Bills, lengthen that AFC East uh, margin a little bit, ruin some fun because I like when my team's eating the turkey legs on Thanksgiving. We'll have B-Mize on next week to talk all the shit about that game. I'm sure it'll be fun. Bruce, we got any final thoughts on the week? Go Texans. That's all I got for you. Go Texans. <laughs> Go te- hey, if you're a Houston Texans fan, you need to relish in this moment. Like I said, after when y'all got that week one victory, you're not going to get a lot of them this year. So when you do, hang on to it. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Eat a lot of turkey. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's time. Stuff your face. Fill them plates. A very... Happy Thanksgiving from the Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks crew and all of Apollo Media. We're thankful for you guys, and we will be here, back in your ears, next week. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.